Well, welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Healing for the Soul podcast. With this being season number four, episode number 40, I am your host, Robin Stoltman, and today I have my guest, Maria Hill, co-founder of Happy Healing Shop, on the show talking about stepping into your spiritual gifts. Now, before we get started, remember every week I feature different guests to help you become the best version of yourself through different methods you may not have heard of or thought of. So let's get started. Thank you so much, Maria, for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's, it's, uh, I'm humbled to be here. Thank you for having me. So what is your specialty and who do you like to work with? So I work with all kinds of people, but um, two of my specialties are really uh, psychic mediumship, which is talking to people who've crossed over to the other side, and uh, also Reiki healing. I do other things as well, but those are kind of the two main ones. And I'd say a lot people generally um, enjoy the mediumship side of my services probably the most. And um, and it's very a very powerful opportunity for both for both me as a practitioner and the people who who come to me uh, for a reading. Well, that's exciting because I know like one of my things, like I was mentioning before the show, I'm like, I sometimes want to be able to have a psychic. Just tell me the winning lottery numbers. I, I'm 100% <laughs> sure I'm not the only person that's like, I need to call a psychic to give me the winning lottery numbers. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way because I've I've been there myself. I haven't called anybody that's an, another psychic, but I mean, like I've, I've just like thought of it and I'm like, you know, maybe I should because whenever I try to guess, I'm like, it sure, sure doesn't work for me. You know, what's interesting about that too is um, there's, and because for a while I was fig trying to figure out, figure that out. And then I was like asking my guides, like, why is that the case? It's such a, something that all pretty much all psychics will notice at some point. Right. And oh, yeah. ask them this a lot. Right. Um, and, and I, what I was shown was that it's such a big destiny type thing. Like if you, for example, like if you win the lottery, your life changes so drastically that that has to be kind of a destiny thing. So if that's not something that you came here to do, it's not going to really be open up to you unless it's meant to, because it's going to just totally shatter and everything that was on your path already. And I was like, oh, okay. Whereas we can do use our gifts to help ourselves with other things that do actually help us. And so we're like, wait, how come we could do that with it, but not that? And that's what, what I was personally told, but I would love to hear what other psychics say too. Well, yeah, I, I know me too, because I know like that's one of the things I've been thinking. I'm like, I, I know a lot of other things when when I'm doing things like I, I know a lot of different things or like I feel different things. And then like my biggest thing is that I'm like, why can't I just predict the winning lottery numbers? Or like, why can't I just take in when I'm at the checkout, you know, getting gas? It's like, why can't I just find out what one it is that I need? And I was just like. Well, that's okay. I just figured that the answer that I keep getting is because you can't use it for personal gain like that. That's yeah. all I keep being told. Yeah, it truly, I mean, people have used their abilities for, I've seen, you know, unfortunately, they're just like in any other profession, there are practitioners oh. that aren't so good, aren't so, you know, from the heart. And I have seen them use their abilities for not good things. So I think that it's, it is up to us, but there's also a complexity of our own personal journey, what our soul wants to do here, um, what aspects of our life are free will, because that's different for everyone, and then what aspects of our life are maybe destiny, what mix do we customly custom have, and um, so, but I think what I have noticed overall is the more you do this work from the heart, it brings blessings um, in ways that we couldn't even imagine, so 
I yeah. do say that the energy is definitely does encourage the use of the heart. <laughs> so more than, nice. more than ever. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's why, that's why I even mentioned a little bit about before the show. I'm like, I just decided last week, you know what? I'm just stepping into my spiritual gifts. I already know that I have them. I'm just like, I'm going to break through that history that I have, like where mental health, like the, it's a pattern belief that's coming back of mental health saying, you know what? Now you need medications because you're woohoo. And it's like, no, I'm not crazy. I actually have these gifts and just being okay with it right now. Cause I thought about getting certified for the psychic medium part of it. And I'm like, not right now. I'm just going to wait financially until things um, pan out better for me. But I'm like, you know, I'm just going to just accept it and move on. But then there was like, I said, there's like that up leveling feeling. So how does a person know exactly like, when is it okay? Like, especially in my situation that I'm going through right now of like, when should we tune into that spiritual gift? Like, when is it okay to sit there and say, okay, to basically tell the world that I'm, I know that I'm not crazy. I don't have to use, like I said, the tarot cards or any of that. I just know these different things. That's why I don't like looking at people in the eyes very long. Cause it's like, I start getting all of this other stuff and it overwhelms me. So that's why I just like, mine is like, I can do about three minutes and then I'm like, okay, I gotta look somewhere else, like break that. Cause otherwise it's too much. The, the auras are okay for some people and then others I'm like, okay, we just need to stay away. How do you ever have this happen? Oh yeah. And honestly, it's yeah. And if, and I'm glad that this is something that personally resonates with you too. Cause I feel like Pete, your listeners are going to get to see your journey and understand like, Hey, you're going through this too. Maybe they can relate to that. And honestly, you and everyone else who's listening who's starting to understand that they may have some gifts, just know that this is the totally normal part of the journey. There's like a denial phase. Um, there's also like, oh my God, should I, what if I'm like excommunicated from my family because I'm gonna have to break through my religion a little bit to understand these or, you know, do things that are not accepted in the culture. There's all, all kinds of stuff. And then there's a phase where you're like, like you're going through where you're like, okay, yeah, this is time to open up finally and just get it going. But then you yeah. get overwhelmed and you're like, whoa, okay, this is a lot though. Like, how do I even get to a place where I can control this and stuff? And that is very commonly asked, um, you know, when we are on social media, we get those questions all the time. And my answers would be that the, one of the first things I tell people is you have to develop your boundaries. Like just bar none, very first thing you got to do is understand um, how to separate your energy from others and how to decide um, how to filter out. Like, for example, you're getting just massive psychic hits. And yes, the eyes are big. You know, you can read a lot from the <laughs> eyes. Yes, it is like the portal yes. to the soul, I guess, you know. Um, so I used to have that problem, too. I couldn't look people in the eyes. And so you have to start to develop practices to uh, kind of contain your energy in your space and when other energy comes towards you, it kind of just whoop, goes somewhere else. <laughs> and you can even develop it to a point where you can observe the energy, but you're not feeling that awkwardness of it, where you're almost intellectually able to analyze it. So for example, let's say someone is like, you may have already experienced this, where you come across someone and on the outside, they seem fine. But then you're like, this person has a dirty secret and it's really uh -huh. awkward. And oh God, this real, oh, it's really bad. Oh, whew. you know, this person's actually not a good person. 
like, but now you're feeling it like you want to like throw up or something because it's such a bad energy. Well, (laughs) right. Or run, which you probably should at that point. But also there's a place where you can get to where you can almost intellectually still analyze the energy, but you're not feeling the physical effects of it as much where it's just kind of like, not good, you know? And so some of the ways I've been able to refine it is where I'll get like a word in my head. Like um, sometimes I'll get like a word that describes the person at their core in my head. And it sounds really judgmental. And that's what I used to think too, except for I never listened to it. And then I got screwed over time after time after time. Yep, the word there. was always dead on and it's like in all caps. And so it's an intellectual kind of uh, marker. And, you know, the way I know that I'm off balance is when I'm starting to feel like you're like, you're starting to get more and more physical feelings, like a very clairsentient. So I can feel how people diet in my own body and stuff. And I already have my own health problems. So I don't need more of that. I don't need to he- feel uncle Bob's heart attack all day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so especially those who are clairsentient, which it sounds like you might also be, especially cause you're already working in the healing field. I already know I got all five of them. Yeah, so that's, that's why you're just like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> I have the same problem. <laughs> it's a gift, but it feels like a problem for a while. Um, so, yes, yeah, the first no. thing is the boundaries. Like, so whether it's creating a, you know, one of the funnest and, and like, easiest exercises also for kids, because you did mention psychic children earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something mom mom and dad and everyone could do together with kids is create the energy bubble, energy egg around you. You already may know how to do this, but you can enhance it further And it's literally just visualizing an egg of energy that's beautiful and whatever color you want it to be around you. And I tell people to put things in it that make them feel safe. So symbols or totems of things that make you feel safe or and also bring in energy that you want more of, because the more energy you put in your energy field that is stuff that you want to experience, then the universe around you is going to continue to shift to reflect that. Whereas if we're always thinking like, I'm unsafe, I need protection. And that's why I call it boundaries instead of protection. It makes us, sounds like we're coming from the energy of fear and that we're vulnerable and that we need protection. So instead, let's think of it in power, in an empowering way. And you can control your guilt. So so boundaries is number one. Um, but this is kind of a long topic. Did you have any questions before we moved on to the next um, suggestion? No, no, I was like trying to think like for my, my own journey, because it's like, like you said, for the eye contact, like for me, the number one thing that I get because people know that I'm a hypnotherapist is they're like, well, you're going to hypnotize me with your eyes. And it's like, no, if anything, I end up seeing your past life. I end up seeing things that you don't see that you're not doing in your life. And it really irritates me. It's like one of the things that I have as a gift is, and this is the part that I have the most trouble with in my hypnotherapy is when people come into me, come into my office or like I'm seeing them online, for example, is they'll be like they are, you know, and I'm picky about who I choose, but it's like, I don't see them, you know, like, like myself, I'll give myself as an example. Like I see myself being bigger and better than Tony Robbins. Like every time I look into the mirror, every time I see like myself, it's kind of hard on camera, but I mean, like I see myself and it's like, why am I not doing those things yet? Why am I not there yet? But I see that in other people all the time. So people that are come in like for smoking or these other things, it's like they're living average lives. And me, I'm like, you have so many gifts. You're just wasting your time and your energy doing something else. And it's like, I see, I don't see that. I see this other part. 
and people. And it's like with medical issues too. I see this other part. I don't see what they're coming in for. I see this other part. So I'm like, that's what's hard for me. I don't know if you have that with, um, with your gifts at all, but it's like, why are you just wasting? You know, I have trouble with that. Like I have, and that's one of those things I'm like, is it just me? Or is no, it just like this gift? <laughs> It's part of the gift. And I've, I, um, that was one of my biggest, like down, I would say downfalls in the beginning when I was starting to hone my gift was because I, and I still see that to this day, I've just learned better boundaries about it. And yeah, that's what I'm working on. yes. And that's the, that's why I tell, and, and also our own shadows and why it causes us to make these certain expectations of others, even if they don't want to, you know, they don't want to do it, you know, we can do try our best. But, but what I noticed was I, as a psychic medium, just like you, I can see past lives. I can see their true core. And so even if they're kind of a gnarly person, sometimes like I will just focus on the soul and it would get me into trouble because I would be like giving these people chances and they would be hurting me, using me, you know, energy vampires and oh, God, all kinds of vampires. People. Right. Because we're their favorite targets is people who have a lot oh, of energy. Yeah. And they, you know, love to nom nom on that. But, um, but basically, you know, once I started to realize, like, we all have been special people, we've all had special yeah. talents and gifts, and maybe we're not always meant to be that in every life. And sometimes in order to experience the other side of things, we have to be down and out, let's say, or have to be uh, addicted to something and to, for that, that struggle, you know, or have tons of health issues or whatever. Um, but the thing is, when as a practitioner, uh, one of the things that helped me the most personally and what I teach to others is you can, you can initially, you know, offer something um, if it's with, if, it, if, it, if they're even looking for it, if they're not even looking for it, it's not necessarily our place to even impose that. But if they're looking for advice, if they're looking for that kind of information, we can offer it to them. But if you start to see, and this can happen in a practice where they start to become reliant on your gifts, they need you to validate every single thing you're doing. They can't make one decision unless they've had a reading with you. And it's just like, oh, no, 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 no. And that's when I would cut people off and say, hey, you know what? I care about you so much that you're, I'm, you're not going to sit here and just be, you know, campering you from finding your own empowerment. And there are people where I eventually had to separate myself with because they refused to see the greatness inside of themselves. They even knew it was there, but they were so like just unwilling to do whatever it took to break those patterns. And so you just have to say, okay, this is now at the point where it's unhealthy for me too. And we just got to go our separate ways. And, you know, if you start to see clients getting hung up on, on your gifts, you got to really, uh, for their own best interest, make sure they see an appropriate mental health professional or something, someone who can help them figure out why they are getting codependent uh, and don't believe in themselves. That's not our job. <laughs> we're not, we're well, in, my, in my case, it would be, it would be with the hypnotherapy part of it. Hypnotherapy, but for, for yeah. psychic mediumship or, you know, it's not technically uh, like a legal, you know, uh, no. therapeutic field in the way that the medical system would see it. Um, True. So, but you know, but for in your case, like, you know, there's there's definitely if, you know, bringing in some of that psychic abilities more and more into your practice, it does become where's the line blend, you know, and how do we manage both? So yeah. the boundaries is the, what I would recommend and separating yourself from the expectation that they have to be the thing that you see. So even yourself, you know, even within oh, your. I for me, I realized that because my one friend, he told me, he says, you know what, you have a lot of high expectations for yourself. And I'm like, I know I do. 
I have a lot of very high expectations. And then I'm like, you know what? Do I have expectations of other people? Because it's like another thing before I up-leveled in my energy system was that I'm like, I really don't have. Because I'm like, I kept asking myself, I'm like, do I have expectations of other people? And I'm like, no, I really don't. Because I've seen so many people just waste a lot of their life. And it's not to say that a lot of, that everybody's doing it, but there's a good majority of people that are just wasting their life. And I personally feel sad for them because they're not taking that chance of doing something better. I mean, they want better. They say they want better, but then they don't act on it. And that's where I'm like, okay, but I'm someone who can help you because I've got those skills. I know how to help you be empowered versus go to a same person for mental health for years and years and years, like what I did and got nowhere because I actually know how to help people. So it's um, one of those things that I'm just like, okay, work on it. Um, so what is it that you do to help people when they want to step into these gifts? Or do you help people when they want to start stepping in? Of What can they do? You said you mentioned the boundaries, which is very good. It is needed. Like, that's one of the things that I'm just like, okay, I need to start imagining and visualizing. For me, visualizing does not work, but imagining does. So I started doing more of that and more of like the energy cleaning and all that. And it works. I've just had to do it differently to find what did work. So how do you do that? Like, so that the people don't attach to you because you do attach, you get those attaching spirits and it's like, okay, shake them off, get rid of them. And sometimes it doesn't work. Oh my gosh, such a good question. And um, as someone myself who used to be feel like I was quite literally being tormented because I didn't understand what was happening at first um, yeah. by spirits, just because they're innocently like, oh, this person can see us, you know, is is just being firm in what you want and what you do not want. <laughs> and so <laughs> once I learned to literally just speak out whatever I wanted more of, then I started helping because you know, I, I still to this day will sometimes get woken up by dead people standing around my bed and it scares the crap out of me because I never know when it's going to happen. And I might go a week or a month out seeing anything, then bam, there's a little old lady, you know? And so, um, and they're not mean or evil or anything. They're just, it's not, I've seen things that aren't even human sometimes. I can't explain. Um, but, but the thing is I, I, I when that happens, I go, Oh, my, my boundary must've dropped. I'm going to, I'm going to just re-engage it. And so what I say is, I am entitled to a peaceful rest. I am entitled to be able to focus at work. And during those times, I will not be receiving information from spirit unless it's my own personal team. And I name who those beings are. And so you could just start off by saying like my angels, guides and loved ones on the other side. Um, and basically uh, what I do is because people say like, don't you just see them all the time? And I'm like, not anymore, because I when I'm about to work. Like I'm like, oh, about to do readings. I will open up for each client and then close and then open and then close. And I cleanse in between. And even then it's not, a per it's not perfect, you know, because you have to be like living proper boundaries with humans as well. And that's where the people say, well, why isn't it working? It's like you are telling the, the universe, if you want to call it that, that you, if you're, if you're living a life of improper boundaries for yourself by letting people walk all over you, by letting people decide what you're doing with your time and your energy and you feel drained all the time, but you're setting good boundaries with the spirits. Well, now you're negating that energy. It's all just energy. Let's take away like the context. Uh -huh. 
so we're technically still energetic beings and so are the spirits. So you're not practicing what you're, you're, you're wanting 24 seven. So once people learn, and this is where therapy comes in handy, or maybe going to a mm -hmm. hypnotherapist to break down those boundaries um, comes in because then you, they can start to actually be what they want in all things, whether it's work or dealing with family members or friends or, you know, people in public or whatever it is. And that's when the magic starts happening. So that's, that's one of the big boundaries a lot of people have to, to shift to realize. Um, and it's funny too, because it's not, there's so much more to this too. Grounding is another big one. And you've probably, you know, been doing, you learning a lot about I've that. I've been learning well. how to do more grounding, a lot more. Grounding. And how does that feel for you? Well, that was one of the things I was like trying to figure out, like, why isn't my one son, I know like he has sensory processing disorder mm. and I just found out he had something else. And I'm like, I was wondering why he would always take and stomp his feet. Well, then I figured out why he's always stomping his feet was because of the grounding. And I'm like, okay. So then I started doing it and I'm like, okay, now that was like one way for me to stay in my body. I'm like, I'm in my body, but I'm going to like stay more present in my body exactly. without having to deal with everything else combating with me. Cause yeah, you are right. You do get like that energy. Um, you get energy from the other side, but then you get energy because I'm starting to understand that there's like energy really never does die. Like we can bring more energy into the, into life. We can bring more, but I mean, like it, it doesn't die once it's created. And then I started finally understanding like um, the manifestation part of it. Cause I'm like, stop about, stop and think about it. Even for food, like you have the thought. Well, before you got that thought, you still had to do something else. Your stomach had to tell you that you were hungry. So then you had the thought that you were hungry. Well, you had the feeling, the sensation that you were hungry. And then your brain's like, okay, I need food. And then you're like, okay, well, what food do I want? Well, then you're like, hmm, do I want potatoes or do I want um, ice cream? Well, your brain goes and does, well, what one does sound better? So then you go get it. Well, that's manifestation right there. We just don't ever stop and think that it's that little, that small. Because I was, I was realizing that I'm like, you know what? It even happens with food. Nothing, nothing like. So true. You know no, it that that's a. Those are some great examples, and it and and what are you basically talking about? You're talking about intentionality. You take mm -hmm. it from an automatic response because that's a that's an example of like us manifesting, let's say, something to live to be able to sustain life. But then we can also be manifesting, and this is also part of the psychic development, um, being intentional with our thoughts and understanding the power they have. And you may hear this all the time, but do people really understand what that means? So, for example, if you're not setting proper boundaries 24-7 with every being, okay, including the non-corporeal, and then you are not working on your inner wounds and all that stuff, you're being basically subconsciously shifted right and left and all over the place by these old wounds from childhood that you haven't worked on. So how, where's the intentionality in that? You're basically an auto, auto automaton, just like, oh, reacting constantly to whatever's in front yes. of you. So when you become intentional, like you're saying, no, I am now going to take this moment to ground. I'm going to put my feet on the ground or whatever, do whatever exercises. And there's many you can do. Then suddenly <laughs> everything comes into like a funnel and then it goes, beep, and then now you're starting to, to commune with Again, we call it the universe or whatever is around us creating our reality. And now you can start to, to make lists of things that you want to more of or less of, et cetera. And by 
saying, I want less of this. Well, that's not quite how you'd manifest that. It's more of like the action of, of reducing it by acting it out every day. So that's the other part of it is not yeah. just saying it, but doing it as they say. <laughs> well, that's like one of the things I had to do with boundaries. I'm like, I finally told everybody at home. I'm like, nope, I don't want to hear anything bad. I just want to hear good. And then I stopped and um, when I started going through this up leveling this last week or during this week, um, that up leveling and energy, um, like I said, I started feeling like so many different things at once. It, it wasn't like a roller coaster where it was a nice roller coaster. It was just like a dip and a woohoo going up and then down like spikes. And I'm just like, okay, um, trying to understand all of this, you know, after I accepted it. And then um, I thought about it. I'm like, maybe I do need to hear something negative because it can't be all good all the time because I still do need some of the negative. And then I thought, yeah, well, I already get enough negative, so I don't need to deal with it. But I'm like, I'm just mostly going to call out, no, I only have intention of having that pure positive energy around me at all times because I really don't deserve anything less than that. None of us do. But you are right about that for like the thoughts. A lot of us don't stop and think about how much our thoughts affect everything. And then like the really fun part is, is being aware of all these different thoughts. Because like I started noticing, I'm like, when I was going through that in January here for about like the low negative energy, I'm like, everybody's like, oh, you got to just get out of it. You know, you, you can't stay in it. I'm like, but sometimes staying in that low negative energy serves us. Like it was serving me really good. It was really helping see a lot of the things that I needed to either stop or I needed to shift or there was different things that I'm like okay, this is what I need to do differently. This is what I need to do better than what I was doing. Oh my so gosh, yes. So much powerful stuff you just said because um, uh, there is an interesting, I'm going to call it a phenomenon that happens when people, what you're basically going through is like a type of spiritual awakening. It could happen at yeah. any phase of life, but not to, uh, it can happen somewhere between, you know, tw uh, sometimes in the 20s, some people get it in teenage years. Um, and then sometimes it just blows up in the middle of your life or even in, in I've seen a lot of people and they're like, like around like fifties, sixties, suddenly it blows up. So it, there's different phases depending on your own background and stuff, but then it continuously have little mini openings, like reopenings and, re and with each little reopening, you like, you're having this, this upgrade as you call it. It's basically like that for the rest of your life, which is, it's not a bad thing. Um, no. I feel bad for a while. And like you're saying, it, it, it makes you more it makes the negative energy like much more overwhelming even than it used to be. So then it, we may want to push it away even more because we also can feel the positive energy so much more. So it makes us just want to focus on the positive, but you're so right because there's actually a term for it. And some people may have heard of this already, but it's called spiritual bypassing. And oh, I did not know that. yeah. So basically, or toxic positivity is like a, like a more, you know, common word for it, but um, they're very similar, um, except for one is a mutually, really mostly with spiritual people and the other is kind of for the general public. So spiritual bypassing specifically is, is talking about practitioners or people who are getting into their psychic stuff that refuse to handle the darkness, the shadow, their shadow, their they run from the shadow instead of running towards it and understanding and say, Hey, I want to know what you're about, man. <laughs> like instead they go, Nope, not me. And they just, <laughs> they yeah. just that's, that's how I've never been. I've never, right. been, I've had these gifts since I was a little kid, but it's like, 
I've I've seen more of the dark side than I have of the of the positive side. But then now it's like, okay, now I've been learning how to control it better by just like, okay, I'm only calling in the positive and anything else that's not here for me or meant to serve me, even people or even us real real people. I know like the dead are real too, but I mean like you get what I'm trying to say is that I'm yeah. just like I'm only allowing certain people into my energy because I've learned I have to protect it. And that's one of the things that I recently figured out with Facebook is that it was draining so much of my energy that I'm just like, I've got um, selenite crystals. And I thought about it the one day I'm like, you know what? It's been a while since I've had any of my selenite by my computer and all this other stuff. I'm like, maybe I need to just start putting that in here instead of just in the front of the office, just like put it in here and just like, bless it and clear it in here really good because I swear I still can feel like negative stuff like coming through different things and that's one of the things when people ask like well does the hypnosis even work online well yeah it does because it's still you transmit energy like what you and I've been doing the whole time and it's just it's hard to explain to some people that don't get that concept of the energy because they are energetic. They do know how to heal from within. They do know how to do things, but it's like giving that, that empowerment back to them and say, Hey, no, you have your power. It's just, it's up to you whether or not you want to step into it. Right. And, and this is like being a good steward of our own energy and our own, and our own power, because we unintentionally are projecting energy out all the time and getting overwhelmed yes. as a psychic person by Facebook and Instagram and all that. Any social media is a completely real thing. I had to actually deactivate my Facebook because I couldn't do it. I wouldn't even look at my Facebook, but I could still feel it. And the reason for that is that everyone you connect with, even if it's digitally, you kind of connect like an energy cord and mm -hmm. you're just sharing information passively. It's like this whole quantum entanglement thing. And we're passively sharing information with people we don't even talk to anymore. And so we have to make the conscious decision if we want to keep, let's say, our Facebook and it's, we're overwhelmed, we have to kind of cut the cords and set those boundaries. I was very sick already and having a hard time doing that. So I just said, you know what? I don't need this. You know, it's just mentally not good for my health either. It's just kind of too much chaos. And honestly, it helped so much. I, I do not regret it. I've had it since 2007. I just like, nope, my whole everything. And, um, you know, even other social medias, I get like a fatigue with it because it's too much energy and too much chaotic. Everything's all over the place. So yeah, setting boundaries, setting, setting up, putting an energy field, that con a containment field around your computer or around <laughs> the idea of social media. You can imagine that energy bubble, like holding it in. Um, and, you know, or you can say a little mantra for things like every, when I open this app, the energy is not permitted from anyone or anything this app into my space. It must remain with who it is with, you know, you just set these little, 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 almost like a little spell, I guess, but you're just setting your 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 standards. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, actually, it is a spell because when we're speaking, we are we are um, technically it is a spell right. that you're putting on somebody because you're saying either good or bad that you want to have happen. But people just don't realize that because um, one of the verses that I like the most is the power of life and death is in the tongue because it's true. That's true. We were just like flagrantly mm -hmm. speaking things, whether it's in our head and that's real. It's the same thing as saying it out loud when you're thinking those things. It, that's why you may think like if you're thinking something bad about someone, 
we're like, well, I'm not gossiping because it's, you know, it's in my head. But if you're still thinking those things that the universe does not distinguish the difference. That's when people say like, do I have to say these things out loud to protect myself? I'm like, no, you just say it in your head. It's, it's the same thing, just a different form of, of putting the energy out there. So but like, yeah, it's definitely important for people who are psychic to protect themselves, to try and get the mental health help they need, um, because you don't want to let your mental health just go off the deep end because you're like, oh, I'm just a psychic now. Like there is it's, it's traumatic in and of itself. And you don't have to tell your therapist that you're psychic. It's more of like the emotional support of doing the shadow work, which is going through all your traumas and starting to learn to deal with them. Um, you know, doing some like regressions, you could do like you, I'm sure you do um, different types of regressions, but some people do yeah, like this life, this life regressions, even where it's like, yeah. I don't remember what happened to me for like, five years of my life as a kid, you know, and then people like you can come in and help them. That's all important work. Well, yeah, it is. And I've done enough work on my own. own that I'm just like, I, I know how to do different things. And I'm just like, some of it, I'm like, I don't know if I want to, if I want to deal with some of it. But then it's like, okay, I'll just give myself time. And that's the funny thing is that I've learned, like, the more self-healing I have done, the more I'm able to understand why people that are criminals even commit the crimes that they commit. Because I'm able to see both sides of it. I see, like, the victim side of it because I've been there. I've done that. And then there's, like, the criminal side of it. So, like, I can understand why the criminal did what they did. But then also understanding that we don't know that we're attracting the negative stuff too, because law of attraction is, it works either way. If you don't believe in it, it still works. Cause I was one of those, it doesn't work. And people kept telling me, well, you're attracting your own trauma. This is when I wasn't ready to hear any of this. And I'm like, there's no way I attracted be raped. There's no way I attracted all this other stuff to happen to me. There's no way. And then now that I understand it because of all the healing that I've done, I'm like, I did attract it. I attracted every single one of those after the first time because i didn't know what i didn't know and i didn't understand that my mind was always focusing on how to protect me but in that protecting of me it put it out there for it to happen again and i didn't understand that until now and i'm like okay and i by now i mean like 2021 is when i finally figured it out that i was attracting my own stuff to me that i didn't want so then I'm like, okay, I'm changing it. I am owning what I do want, calling only that into my life. And these are the the really difficult things to process. Yeah. And it, it can be very triggering for people to to think differently. Um, and I mean, I, I tell people the, that even when I one time made a video about reincarnation, people were literally super upset at me, like because they, they thought, oh, I couldn't have picked my parents because someone asked if they could pick their if they pick their yeah, parents for the like, well, we, you do you plan it out and they're like you're and they're blaming me for their life and I'm like I don't even know you <laughs> I'm talking about a concept and it's you don't even have to believe it if you don't want to but it is triggering why because we don't want to admit that anything bad like and it's not that it's our fault because like we wanted that and I had a similar mm -hmm. thing and I had to do the same mental thing but when I realized because it kept happening to me over and over like literally so many times yeah. I was like when is this going to end am I just going to just be like this forever and then and I was like I was like such a conservative type dresser and all this stuff and I thought oh I'm protecting myself and 
no, like it still happened anyway. And then I realized I had to change my mindset. And I, and as soon as I did that, it never happened again. I couldn't believe it. And, and it's not that I'm, I'm saying like, oh, I, I, I asked for it or whatever, but it's just a way of being able to take something really terrible that happened to you and to, to realize like how you can reclaim parts and that energy that maybe you didn't realize you had, um, you can empower yourself with. And so, yeah, that's, that's the main part of it. Yeah. It's, it's using it and then you can catch it the next time. That's the beauty of it. Because once I accepted that I, that I caused that trauma to myself, it was literally like first within like the first 30 minutes of my life, I finally felt whole. Wow. I have never felt whole in, in my entire life until I did that, until I accepted that I caused it to myself. And when I did that, like I said, I felt whole again, like the first time ever. And then after that, there was all these other things that started coming up because it's like, literally God's like, okay, do you want this to come back into your life? Do you want this to come back? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> there were certain things that started coming back up again for other pattern behaviors. And I started recognizing them. I'm like, nope, don't want this one. Nope. Oh, I do want this one. So that was like, that was the beauty of being aware of it because then I'm like, no, nah, I can say, nope, I don't want this. And then I was like, why did this come back? And I was like, nope. Um, so when you're doing like your psychic mediumship, how do you see like the people? Cause like I, I said a little bit about before the show, like if there's someone that's close to me, like I see them, like I do you, it's just like holographic though. Mm -hmm. But then like people that aren't so close, I see like, like their face for a few seconds. And then I see just the shadow, but then like everybody I've, there's different psychics that I've talked with. And every last, every last person is a different, like how they see people. I, yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. And it has to do with the way your, your sensory, you know, system works. Um, and also your, probably your biases and your perspectives too. And, and also there could be some environmental things. So like I see, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I see spirits when I'm doing readings, like in my mind's eye, mostly, once in a while um, during a reading, I'll see like an outline or something. And, and there have been times where I have seen things like just there, but they're kind of more translucent at nighttime when they catch me off guard, when I'm like, they wake me up out of my sleep. They're most of the time as solid as a human being. Like they look like a real person to the point where sometimes I think there's an intruder that broke into my house. And I'm sometimes, like that right. Yeah. It's like, no, I mean like, like solid, like completely solid. Yeah. And then sometimes they're like half manifested. Um, like maybe it's just a torso and they're just, but the upper part is extremely solid and the bottom part just kind of fades. Um, I've seen a couple that were like more like a shadow. Um, and so I have some theories on, you know, why different beings may manifest differently, different people. I think sometimes it, if it depends on how they're trying to manifest a spirit showing up in your mind's eye is a, the easiest way for them to visually show up to you because they don't have to use the environment to form particles and stuff. So you can see True. them. They don't have to draw energy on that way. So they're just showing up in your mind, which is just transmitting an image, you know? So um, it's the fastest way to see them, but, uh, but you don't have to see them to know they're there. And that's a whole other thing. Um, but then if you're seeing them in your environment and with your physical eyes, then they, they're likely drawing energy from other sources and having to kind of manifest from kind of these disparate particles, energies to form, uh, like you said, kind of a holographic image of sorts yeah. that can look somewhat solid or not. 
And depending on the environment, perhaps they're drawing off your energy. You know, maybe you don't have enough. Maybe they can't get enough. They might only be partial done. Maybe you saw them before they were done manifesting. And then there are some, and this is the shadow people like debate. And we have a whole article about shadow people on our blog because it's such a common question. Um, many times shadow people are just incomplete manifestations. They're just, they couldn't finish the process of making themselves look very 3D. And then sometimes they're beings that don't really want their identity shown and they just kind of manifest as like a dark, you know, blob or whatever. So, and then of course there are beings that are maybe a little darker that people just can sense that they're darker energy and they have this dense blackness to them. So oh, yes. it's like, right. It's, I, I had a feeling you would understand that. Um, so, but you know, it's yeah, that's you like, like a whole first time I saw angels, I was, the, the very first time I saw angels outside of my near-death experience, um, the, the very first time after those two experiences I had, um, I was very like, oh, thank God I saw angels because um, <laughs> I only thought they only came during life near-death experiences because that's the only time I ever seen angels. But the other time that I've seen angels here, I'm just like, okay, this is these are a lot bigger, but they're a lot more, they're not like, they don't got like wings, you know, like what we think that they got. Wings yeah. I don't see them with wings either. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, you can tell that there's so much power and mm -hmm. they're way more powerful than the dark. That's yes. the only thing I've been able to tell like the difference. Cause yes. when I had one spiritual tech in my office, I'll have one and I'm like, my husband, he got to the office about 20 minutes later. He's like, you look like you've seen a ghost. I'm like, no, I just had a spiritual attack. That's all. Because literally there was stuff that's up on my office. Like it doesn't come down, but it came down somehow. <laughs> I had a bunch of stuff that came down and I literally felt like being pushed. And I'm like, I could tell it was an angel because I didn't feel scared at all. But it was huge. And I could yeah. feel that. Like. Like being in the presence of an angel is like almost as good as when I had my near death experience. I'm just saying, cause it's like, you just feel like there's nothing there, like, like in your body, like you don't feel like the sludge and like, exactly. When I left my body, when I came back, I'm like, there's a big difference. There's You're like just in, in a like, bag of potatoes, like, Oh my and, God. and I don't like calling it sludge, but like, that's what it feels like. It feels like when you come back in your body, it feels like a bunch of sludge. And it just feels like now you're just going to come back and just be like bound. It, it doesn't feel like it does like when you leave. No, And even, you know, like psychic kids, they often leave their bodies a lot and they probably don't want to feel that feeling either, you know, and psychic people can feel that too. You know, when you're off in your more psychic world, there's this lightness and quickness to things. And then you yeah. kind of come back to consciousness here and you're like, Oh God, Oh, this hurts. That hurts. Oh, this feels weird. And it does feel like, you know, you're, you're maybe more hyper aware of the disparity between your real, you know, your real self, <laughs> and, uh, you know, your pure self of, of the, the sort of the, where you came from versus, you know, your temporary suit that you're wearing. And it can very much feel like that. And that can cause a lot of problems with grounding in psychic people and children like children are people <laughs> psychic adults <laughs> and <Yeah>. they're <laughs> magical creatures we don't call them people and um but it can cause grounding problems like chronically so psychic kids psychic people like yourself 
And myself, we have to really ground like all the time because we're going to be floating up, picking up something from somewhere, going to some dimension and bring, oh, you know, if you zone out for a long period of time, can be dissociation, definitely. But also sometimes it can be us leaving our bodies and then coming back. <laughs> I think dissociation. That technique, is, that, that, that technique, I will say, is fine when you're in hypnosis. It is fine there. It is fine when you're doing mental emotional release there because I've I've done that. So that is that is okay because that is fine because like it literally feels better then. You get a break from your body and your yeah. Yeah, because then it's like then you just see like your physical body, but then you're up and it's like you're fixing the things is why that feels better. It's because you're actually fixing what needed fixing, getting what it is that you needed, and then you're like, okay, now I feel better. Like when you come back. And so yeah, it's just like exactly. <laughs> You can't tell at all that I like that part of, of what it is that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love I just love seeing the changes because it's like having an I know people are already here, but I mean like for me, like the joy that I get, it's like having a new baby every single time. Oh, like so beautiful. Yeah, well that's like what it is. And that's why I'm like, um, that's why one of the things I'm learning is okay, not everybody wants to do better than what they are so then it's like i'm learning how to separate that energy and that's like a lot of it was for me in january was really accepting not everybody wants this not everybody wants to change and it's like i don't understand the concept of why why don't you want better why don't you want to have more but then it's like maybe that's just because that's what their soul needs is they don't want to be better they just want to stay the way they are for whatever reason because i've met plenty of people like that and i'm like and the wildest thing about it though is at the end of the day when we cross back over it's all the same <laughs> we there is no better it's just it's just i chose this experience for a while it was cool or oh, it was booze shitty but i'm gonna try another one next time and when you go up there you forget uh to a to an extent the the heaviness of it and that's why we just keep coming back because it's like we were gone for like a second in spirit time we just like, can you imagine if it was that everything yeah so so like if someone is like i just want to not do anything in this life or i feel like i can't well, they just trying it on for size, you know, and they're going to be back up in spirit in the equivalent of like, I don't know, it's a very short period of time and they'll try a different one next time. So that's helped me because I used to get really frustrated too. And I was just trying to like devote so much time to like helping people achieve their truest, you know, whatever. But then I realized like there just may not be their path in this life. And that's okay. Like that is okay. I'm going to accept them for, for that. I'm going to love them the way they are and hope the, that they stay healthy and happy for them. And if that's if that's still not in the cards, then, you know, I'm wishing them the best wherever it'll go. Um, and, and that's it, you know, but it is hard. It is hard. And I still struggle sometimes to, to remember that. So, yeah, th th that's what um, I'm glad for having that. My latest like spiritual upgrade is like what uh, up leveling because I'm, I'm learning that. And it's um, I'm grateful for those experiences. Like, I'm grateful for, like, all the bad experiences I've had because they've also made me stronger. That's that was actually, that was one of the reasons why, like, when I first started hypnosis, I'm like, I just wanted somebody to hypnotize me, to forget everything that I've ever, that when I was going through hard things, I'm like, I just want to forget it altogether. I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. But then I understood it more that, no, it's 
why it's unethical to erase that part of the experiences is because literally without those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am. Nothing would exist if I didn't have to go through those experiences first because they happened for me, not to me. So when I was able to shift that instead of happening to me and and instead saying it happened for me, it's like, okay, that was a different shift. That was a good thing to have happen. That's the thing with the why it's it's so powerful to not fall into spiritual bypassing or toxic positivity or whatever, because the the and, and some people are gonna hate this, but but truly suffering, pain, trials and tribulations, the, having to make difficult decisions and failure and all that stuff, betrayal, that is the stuff that is food for potential growth beyond our wildest dreams. And we may not grow beyond our wildest dreams, but we may become someone closer to who we are in our core. We may discover parts of ourselves that we took for granted before because we we didn't have anything to resist against. So True. it's if you notice, a lot of these healers and psychics stuff, they have been through the freaking ringer of life. And they are so such powerful healers, such powerful empaths. And they have chosen to do something empowering for themselves and others with it. So it's all how you look at it. Not everyone wants to believe this and they're entitled not to, but well, yeah. if you choose to, it's, it, it'll, it might help you. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is that I've learned um, as I've gone to how to pick out the people who are the fake healers versus the ones who actually do want to help. And that was the number one thing that, I do pride myself on because I'm like, I do tell people, this is my journey right now. I'm not in a position to tell you how to, how to help you make money. I'm like, I know how to be a leader. I know how to do a business. I know how to do that part of it. But as far as bringing in the money until I've actually experienced it, I'm not going to help you with that, but I can help you in every other way, but that way right now, because I've met plenty of healers that sit there and say, Oh, they went from, hundred dollars or ten dollars in their bank account to over a hundred thousand dollars in six months or a year or whatever and i'm oh, like God. uh-huh yeah i've met plenty of them yeah that's like just a, talk about like the the words that pop into my head <laughs> like con artist con artist and and the thing yeah. is true healers do not take credit for the accomplishments and the growth <laughs> that their clients have that is them doing that you're merely a facilitator that's it. Yeah, the whole we're, time. The, we're just, we're just facilitating and they're the ones doing the work. So the credit should always be given to the clients. When you see people saying like, look what I did. That's a pretty much dead giveaway. That person's not working from the light, probably not a genuine healer. Maybe they have healing gifts. They're surely not using them for, you know, no. healing purposes. And I, and I, like I said, I've seen so many of them that I'm just like, okay, I thought about writing a book about like how many people like what to watch for. But I'm like, at the same time, it's like, it's really not going to do anybody any good because maybe they do have good intentions that I'm unaware of, but I'm like, the only intention I see most of them have is they're in lining their pocketbooks because I've come across it because it's so many. And I have really learned that there's not a single successful person because I study successful people a ton. There's not a single one of them that has done it in less than a year. I don't care who you are. There's not a single person that's done it less than four years. Like the, the long, I've never seen anybody do it actually less than five years for being successful. I've seen them have plenty of failures, plenty of, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that instead differently. I've never seen anybody 
go from no money to tons of money in less than five years. I mean, like I would love to, but everybody's successful that I've ever studied. I've never seen that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, unfortunately there's a lot of, it's a social media kind of thing where there's a mm -hmm. lot of like people selling these schemes and, you know, they don't last very long in the end of, end of, the, of the day. And, and, and honestly, you know, I used to get really upset because about people like scamming others. I still do <laughs> very much like hits me right in the heart, you know, but, um, but what I realized is that they do serve a purpose of teaching others. <clears throat> they're, they're a teaching tool in a way, as much as I hate to say this for learning, not only, um, self-empowerment, but also, um, learning discernment. And that's another important yes. thing, like, I guess to tie this up, like discernment is one of the other greatest things you can do in your spiritual practice is trusting your heart. Don't trust your ego. Like your ego is there for good, certain good, other good things, but <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funky sometimes on others. But, but when you're going after something for the purposes of your egos for kind of driving you towards them, like you're not going there for the, for the, for the heart, your soul's reason necessarily. Um, and so when you're, when you're discerning, feel out their energy, look at their social media, see what kind of, are they talking about themselves a lot? Are they, are they really into themselves? And are they really, you know, tr you know, traveling around the world and, you know, doing all this stuff or are they, or are they selling fear? That's another popular sc um, scam on TikTok especially is people say they're Reiki healers and they're selling fear, telling everyone has demons in their aura and the professional demon cleansers. So imagine like them saying every single person has not one, but like many demons just floating around your aura. And I'm like, they didn't teach that in Reiki. What kind of Reiki practitioner are you? <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's not like, so, and, and people are like begging them. Now they're afraid they've created a fake hysteria, hysteria. That's not supposed to really be there. It's just made up. So this is another thing is discerning, even with feeling energies. Is this energy makes me feel good or not? If not, tell that energy to leave your space. It's not permitted to be in your space. Stand your ground, not with fear, but with strength. And yeah. these are some of the <laughs> these are some of the many lessons we can learn. And we can go on forever because it's such a deep topic. But hopefully today yeah. people, you know, learn something. <laughs> well, yeah. And like my biggest thing is um I've, I've learned how to protect myself better in meditation, like true meditation. You're not listening to somebody else talk. It's true meditation where you're emptying your thoughts and clearing your thoughts. And my thing is, is that I've learned I have to have my Bible with me because if I don't have it by me, like where I can within hands reach or like right on my legs, then I can forget it. It's not going to happen the way that I'm intending it to happen. I have it's kind of a symbol of, of, of protection for you, a symbol of groundingness. Yes. And, yeah. And, and, you know, and people can totally, and that's the other cool thing is that people can plug their psychic abilities into any religion or spiritual belief system. Pretty much now, some of them are not as compatible. There's some sects of Christianity. They're like super like, no, you can't. But um, I, I personally think, you know, Jesus is pretty uh, psychic himself, <laughs> uh, but you know, there, you have to make that decision yourself. Um, I personally do not identify anymore with any religion at the further I've gotten into my um, work here, but, but I still respect very much respect that when people are able to find something that means something to their heart. So you having that Bible is giving you a sense of peace and comfort. It's a, it's the same thing yeah. as someone who's really into crystals or like this crystal I'm going to meditate with this crystal because it really helps me or, or I'm going to meditate with this like feather or whatever they choose. Um, if you need a symbol, that's a totally great way to also stay grounded when you're stressed out is to reach for that thing. And as you get into your practice more, you may not no longer feel the need to grab for that during those ritual times, but 
it's a beautiful way to get going for sure. Yeah, it is. Well, I've enjoyed this so much. Um, There's so many different things that, like you said, we could go on for hours just because (laughs) it is one of those, it's one of those great unknowns because we really don't know what we don't know. And then we (laughs) figured it out and then we're like, I don't know. Every time I try to figure out something on my own, God's like, nope, you got to come back. I told you, <laughs> not this, you got to come back every time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's part of the process. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so very much for having me. Uh, so grateful to have been on your show and getting to meet you today. It was lovely. Well, so what's the best way for audience to get a, in contact with you? If they want to be able to have a reading or be able to have Reiki from you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah. So um, just as a side note, I'm still dealing with a, like a long-term illness. So I'm uh, my readings aren't as as plentiful as they used to be, but we do have a waiting list. Um, if you want to get more information, reach out to us, see our content. Uh, you can go to thehappyhealingshop.com. We have a blog on there. We have events, um, both free. And then we also have paid workshops you can go to to learn skills and stuff. We also have just, you can get certified as a Reiki practitioner on our classes and our courses as well. Um, but you can go there. We also have a YouTube channel, which is the happy healing shop. Uh, of course the biggest, I'd say the biggest, uh, places you can get in contact with us or see our stuff is on uh, TikTok. Um, if you go to my personal account is medium Maria Hill. Um, there's a lot of, unfortunately, imposters like replicating my account. It's just medium Maria Hill. There's no number after it. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, we have the happy healing shop, uh, TikTok as well. So yeah. And if you have any questions, you can also join our, Happy Healing Shop Facebook group, The Happy Healers. And there you can actually interact and ask questions. And, you know, we try to go through and answer them. And it's a nice little community. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate everyone's time and energy, whether you are viewing this or whether you are tuning in. So thank you for tuning in to Healing for the Soul podcast. Again, Robin Stoltman and having Maria Hill on the show today. Thank you. Thank you.